You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Good morning, our discovering discos. Welcome to December's Hot Off the Press, a Discover Ag personal episode where we go beyond the food headlines and we get personal. We are your hosts, Natalie and Tara, and this month we are dishing on personal development, I guess, kind of. I don't know, Tara. What We cannot classify this episode very well. No, you texted me last night and we're like, what do we call this? And I was like, I don't even know if I answered you to be, <laughs> I'm sorry. I like couldn't come up with a name. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I'm so excited about it. Like I cannot wait to cover it. And it's like, but it's, it's like a mix of a lot of different things, wellness, resolution, health, I don't know, journey, like a health and wellness journey. I don't know. That doesn't sound right at all. That does not sound right at all, you guys. <laughs> but we promise you, it's um, going to be a very thought-provoking but fun episode again. We we started a diet, but it's not even a diet. So again, not sure how to classify this. You're just going to have to hang on this wild ride with us, and we promise you it will be worth your time to listen. It will. And this is coming out the day after Christmas, so I think it's worth like just saying, I hope everyone had a really good Christmas. We are actually recording this before Christmas, though, so I am um, getting ready to go to my mom's Christmas. You are kind of gearing up to go to Luke's family Christmas and then head off to Montana, right? Yep. We're going to catch Luke's siblings for about a day and a half uh, before we take off, and I'm so excited to go back to Montana. We've gone back for Christmas before, let me let me say that, but my dad's birthday is right after Christmas, and we've always come back immediately, whether it was for the ranch so that Luke could get back or it was to try and hit you know, Luke's family and so we could do both. And so I don't think I've celebrated a birthday with my dad since I've moved. And this year I told Luke, I said, it's really important to me that we stay through my dad's birthday so I can be there to celebrate with him. And so we are, and I'm just, I'm really excited that we're going to be home for so long. Those um, birthdays around the holidays are hard. And I actually was talking to someone who a lot of people say like birthdays before Christmas are hard, but I actually think birthdays after Christmas are hard because people, yeah, you're like ready to get back home. You're ready to get back in your routine. And it like, I don't know, it's hard to like make time for them. Yeah. My dad for sure has got the short end of the stick, I think growing up in life because it's the 28th. So it's, you know, three days after Christmas, like are people who have Christmas birthdays, I don't think I could actually handle that. And I'm not a birthday person. You are. So you for sure could not handle that. No, it's hard enough sharing my birthday with my husband, let alone sharing it with Jesus. Jesus. Like I just, I'm, I would be like out. I'd be like, never mind. I'm changing the day I was born on. <laughs> Done. <laughs> he wins. It's his day. So kind of getting into this, I know it is like New Year's resolution season, but so what Natalie and I are kind of talking to you about today is a little bit of a spin on 75 hard. But the thing about this is I actually wanted to start it and we did start it back at the end of November. So even though now we're recording this and it is like first of the year and everyone's thinking about this, I had read something at the end of November that said you can start something now and be 30 plus days into it by the first of the year, or you could start on January 1st and just be getting started. And for some reason, that just like really stuck with me. At the exact same time, I saw someone post on Instagram saying they had just finished 75 hard. And I don't know why, but I was in such a funk like at the end of November. I feel like it was just like, I don't know. We went from summer and then you and I, we had like a couple's trip in Florida. Then I traveled a bunch in October. Then we went to Mexico for in November. All super fun things. But I came back just being like, I need to like 
regroup on my like body, mental health, working out, everything. Like I feel like with homeschooling, working out had completely fallen by the wayside and I just needed to like something that would kick me into gear. So right after that, I flew to Iowa right after we got back from Mexico and you picked me up at the airport and I told you I was going to start 75 hard and you like a dear friend were just like ride or die. Yep. I'll join you. And I was like, thank you so much for saying yes for this. That is so my personality though. You didn't in- really invite me to do this with you. You just said, I'm going to do 75 hard. And I was like, great, I'm doing it with you. Like I just, I have no problem inviting myself to anything. <laughs> and I completely hijacked your, your, um, you know, again, I hate calling it a diet cause it's not, I just don't know what the challenge like it's a challenge. What I think mean? it's a challenge. Oh, I like challenge. I like challenge. I like challenge too. Um, but I'm so glad I did because that's one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode is we kind of restructured it to fit uh, a friendship challenge a little bit. And we kind of made it like a point system. We just did something different with it that I don't think a lot of people are probably doing with 75 hard. And I think it's been incredibly beneficial the way we have approached this. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about. So I'm really happy I hijacked your challenge. I think it should, we should probably not call it 75 hard. We should probably call it like 75 medium like yeah. not, Ma- not like hard, hard into it. Yes. Yeah. 75 masomenos. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just we're, we're hanging out here. So before we uh, get into the episode, I will say I want to describe what 75 hard is for like the diehards out there who actually are doing 75 hard. And then we can talk about what we're doing. And we have some fun things planned throughout all of the episode. So what 75 hard is, is essentially it's like a little bit more than a diet, but there is a diet component to it as well. So it is obviously 75 days. You commit to working out twice a day, 45 minutes a day. One of those workouts has to be outside. You commit to any diet of your choice and you stick with it. You can have no alcohol. You have to drink like, what is it? Like a gallon of water a day. And then you're supposed to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. So those are the rules. And then we've kind of adapted it for us and ourselves. And I'd say we stuck to that. I just think, well, so here's what we did. Another friend joined us as well. So there's three of us doing this. And we assigned each task a point. So every day you can earn a total of eight points if you do everything that you're supposed to do. We assigned a point per Stanley. We broke down the water amount and it ended up being three Stanleys. So for if you drink three Stanleys, you get three points. If you do no alcohol, you get a point. If you stick to your diet, you get a point, so on and so forth for the eight points for the total day. And that's what we've been going off is every single day we made an Excel sheet. You drop in your points. And at the end of the 75 days, the winner will get something bought from the other two, you know, their choice, something to probably do with like, you know, personal development, wellness, health, whatever they want though. So there's kind of this incentive to have the most points, but I think most people do 75 hard and it's, obviously they call it 75 hard because they commit to it, you know, so no alcohol for 75 days. You don't break that. You stick to your diet for 75 days. You don't break that. And we've allowed, I would say this cushion, this spectrum, this flexibility. And I think a lot of people would look at that and maybe say, well, you're not going to get the biggest results, you know? And I could agree with that, but I feel like I have habit formed based off this flexibility much more than I would have Like I might have dropped out already of 75 hard if we didn't have this cushion a little bit. I for sure, if it had been all or nothing, I would have already dropped out. 
uh, and given up. If it, And we'll get all into all of this, but like the accountability, like so much of it. Because when we decided to do it, we all agreed. We were going into Christmas season. We Ash, It was Ashley's birthday, our other friend that was doing it. We were headed to Vegas for NFR. And it kind of went back to that quote that I originally like saw. And it was like, well, we can either kind of get started, even if it's not perfect, we can be in a better place in a month and like give ourselves some grace for the fact that there's like other things going on in our lives and still try trying to do this. And I will say when I posted online about us doing this, I had so many DMs being like, I can't believe you're going to do this during Christmas. can't believe you're going to do this before NFR and like all these things. And I understand where people are coming from because 75 hard is like, you know, ride or die. Like you're either doing it or you're not. It's but I, I said, I'm going to give myself some flexibility. And I, I think that has been one of the best things about it for me. Like Agreed. I have done way more in the last 30 days than I would have if it had been an all or nothing. 100% agree. And we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, before we do that, though, do you want to shout out our sponsors for this episode? Because we're doing actually something a little unique again. Yeah. So I want to start off with thanking our sponsor, Armra. Armra is a colostrum, a bovine colostrum that you are able to incorporate into your cold beverages. It helps in strengthen immunity, improve gut health, skin, hair, nails. If you have been listening to this podcast, you have been hearing Natalie and I talk about it. We've been sharing about it on our uh, social stories. We love this product. It is so good, as I mentioned, for your gut and really like just overall health. So what is Armra? It is a proprietary concentration of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuilds the barriers of your body and fuels cellular health for a host of research-backed health benefits. It is really unlike any other product on the market with so many great benefits that you can expect. So if you want to try Armra, we have worked out a special offer for our, all of you guys. You can receive 15% off your first order with code DISCOVER. So go to tryarmra.com forward slash discover. It is linked in our show notes and enter the code DISCOVER to get 15% off your order. Again, that's tryarmra.com with code DISCOVER. And then our next sponsor, you guys, the last time we had a personal episode, we did a little wine taste testing with Enchantment. So we are bringing Enchantment back. We are bringing wine back to the personal episode. It is only noon, but we are just going to, we're going to do it for you guys. Like you <laughs> asked for it and we're here for it. We're going to give up one of our points for 75 hard and drink some Enchantment wine. So while we're pouring wine, a little reminder about Enchantment. Enchantment is located right here in New Mexico. It is family owned and operated by two sisters, their families, their husbands, their parents. They produce about 30,000 bottles of wine a year. They produce all sorts of different wines. So last time I was in the white wines, Natalie was in the red. This time we're doing reds again. So good. I'm going to try the Traveler's Red that Natalie talked about. So every single bottle is hand harvested and so much attention and care goes into growing, harvesting the grapes. In today's market, wine producers are not required to put additives on wine labels, but Enchantment Vineyard knows that great wine is from great grapes, not from additives. So when you drink Enchantment wine, you know that there is nothing in that bottle except fabulous grapes. So you can use the link in our show notes and use code DISCOVER20 to get 20% off your order. With that, Natalie, which one are you drinking? Well, I was trying to say it in my head before I had to say it out loud. So I made sure I said it right. And I still don't think I've sounded it out properly. How do you say it? I don't know. She told me two times on our podcast episode with her and I got it wrong every time. Shamborson? Shamborson. Shamborson? I think it's Shamborson. Okay. 
I don't know. I never sound I'm more like the a Traveler's redneck. Red. <laughs> than when I'm excited for you to try the Traveler's Red because I liked it so much. I know. I'm not a big red wine drinker. We got to pour it into our milk, Tara. I know. Natalie wants to do this. And listen, I even wore like my hot girls drink milk sweatshirt to try to get me amped up about this. But the thought of putting milk and wine together makes me unwell. It's trending and we can we can do it. You do it first. Tara, you are terrible. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do it. I'm not entirely sure the ratio here. Um, we're supposed to throth it, froth it, froth it. I don't have I know, a I, frother, so I brought a I need straw. to buy one of those. I'm using a pencil. <laughs> it kind of looks like like a little bit of like strawberry-ish milk, except for a little more purple than pink, maybe. Do you remember oh, when you we did way more than me? No, I didn't. You have more wine, I think. Oh. All right. Are we going to do it? Ready? Yeah, I guess. Here we go. Bottoms up. Cheers. One, two, three. Cheers. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought. I mean, it's not good. No. But it's not bad. No. It's... I mean... Uh, you know, like a strawberries and cream? It just gives like the cream effect of a fruit. But you're right. Yeah, it's it's not good say, nor bad. As dumb as this sounds, it tastes like wine with milk. Like I know that <laughs> obviously it is. But I feel like when we tried pilk, which was Pepsi and milk, it kind of tasted like a little bit like a root beer float. This just tastes like a, a creamy. No, Natalie's out. Yep. I think I'm out now that I had a bigger sip. I think I'm out. Don't try it, you guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. Producer Maddie says that actually sounds good. It's not Maddie. It's not good. Don't do it. Well, it might depend on what you mix it with too. I wonder if I, I mean this, oh gosh, why did I pick such the hard wine to say? This Chamborson is going to be a dry. I can already tell it's a dry, bitter wine. I'm pretty sure. Right? Yeah, I think And I so. wonder if I, I don't know. picked a sweet blend, if it would be a little bit different. I will say like, um, it kind of reminds me of like, even when you think about like an orange and cream, like a creamsicle, it kind of gives me that a little bit, but like with a grape flavor. But mine had that bitter, dry taste at the end because of the wine. So I think it actually would maybe not be bad if you had a sweet. I think a, the sweet wine was a better choice. Anyway, okay. So yeah, we'll continue drinking our enchantment. Again, go use the link in our show notes to um, purchase and don't forget to use code DISCOVER20 for them. Okay. So I think we should start with the books we've been reading um, and kind of dive into that because I love the book I'm reading. I, I put it in our newsletter. That's how much I loved it. So let's let's start with books. All right. Go for it. Tell us about it. So I have been, well, Tara knows this. Oh, I know what book it is. I didn't, I kept thinking what book is it? And just now you put it up on the screen and now I know. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I've been lamenting to Tara for a little while about how I've just been really struggling to feel creative or to create in a way, I guess, that maybe that feels good to me. I originally got into social media, I think partly because I loved the creativity it allowed me. It really made me... It just gave me a place to like flex my creative muscles and use that creative side of my brain. And I just, I loved it. And then I got caught up, I think somewhere along the way after being so many years in it, in the whole algorithm playing the game. I mean, if you are a social creator, you know the type of content that wins. 
And so that's what I was creating. And I, I feel like I lost sight, kind of lost part of the creative process, the the way my brain thinks creatively. Like I just feel like I was suffocating that portion in order to win on social media. And so I wanted to get out of that funk and I just didn't know how. And I had been talking to one of my other friends that is, um, I would say, like a pretty creative at soul. And she was like, you really need to read this book. I really think this book would help you. And she ended up just surprising me and ordering it for me, which I'm so glad she did because I don't know if I would have ordered a book on creativity. That sounds a little weird to me. And I just feel like I would have been, I just don't think I would have done it. So anyway, it showed up and it's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And I'm just so truly obsessed with it. I think it is written so easy to read. So it's not like concepts that are hard to grasp. It's so inspiring to me. I already feel like I am reconnected to part of that creative being within me. And I think it's, it's really helping. It's like easy and helping. And so I think if anyone does feel like they want a burst of creativity or they've lost kind of that, I would recommend this book. And then my other thing is if you're, if you think you're not a creative person, I think there are people out there that would say like, I'm, I'm just not a creative person. When you start studying creativity or getting into it, Tara's raising her hand. They, that's, they, that's not a rule. They say that everyone is creative. You just haven't learned how to get in touch with it or how to express your creativity. And so I think if that appeals to you, if you feel like I'm not a creative person, but I maybe like the idea of exploring what creativity could mean to me or could like for me, I would recommend this book. I would be so interested to see like what it would pull out of someone that considers themselves not creative. Oh, Maddie just said she's ordering. She's a very creative person. So I yes, Maddie, you would love it. You would really, really love it. I'm glad you said that though about like people who don't feel creative because I'm not going to lie. I've been like, like obviously kind of precariously reading this book through you and all of like the the screenshots you send me of different pieces of it or pictures of the book, I should say, because it's a hard copy. Um, but I like keep being like, oh, that's so fascinating. But like, I'm an, I'm a not creative, you know, like I feel like I classify myself as that. Um, but it's interesting that you say like everyone is, they just haven't figured out. Cause I've been reading a lot of like child development books. And that is something they talk about a lot is that we like, we hear we're classified as something as kids. And then that's it. We check, like, Mm -hmm. we're like, we check that box. Like we check not creative and that you just like put yourself into that box and forever. And so maybe it'd do me some good to read it. Branch out. Yeah. I would be interested to see what you pulled out of it or what it inspired kind of in you. Cause it really, um, it's just so well-written. It's really, like I said, really thought-provoking um, and really inspiring. Okay. So for my book, this was another place where I kind of like cheated the 75 hard. Technically on 75 hard, you're supposed to read 10 pages of nonfiction. Well, a little bit of like history with me in books. Like I love to read. I love books, but I spent 2021 and 2022, I feel like reading tons and tons of like business books personal development books, just like pushing myself. That was whenever I like launched New Mexico Milkmaid actually as a business, left my job. So I just felt like I needed to be like challenged. And while I loved a lot of the books I read, I do feel like it took away some of my like ease, joy with like reading, like just the enjoyment of reading for nothing more than just like a good story. And so I in 2023 did the Akatar book. Um, So what is that? A Court of Thorns and Roses. And it totally got me back into the nonfiction. But I feel like I'll still kind of like slide off. So one of the things with the 75 hard was like, I want another really good fiction book. 
And so I finished the book I was like currently reading and then started a new one. So I am reading a book called Kiss the Fae. And it is supposed to be a mix between Akatar and Fourth Wing. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm, I think last it's falling time I a little short. I was, yeah, I was, th- I'm thinking I'm 30% of the way in is what my phone is telling me. And I'm not like, oh my gosh, committed. But it, it's not bad. I'm enjoying it. And I'm enjoying just reading. Like I have been falling asleep so good. Like that is something I truly struggle with. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before with Natalie. Natalie knows what a psychopath I am. Like I will watch movies in the middle of the night because I can't sleep. I will read. I will do, do wild things. And when I read, I do so much better sleeping. And so if anything, one of my goals was to sleep better, get in a better sleep routine. And that has helped me with that. So I like the book for that reason. Well, and I think this goes back to what we were trying to say at the beginning, that we entered 75 hard not to look a certain way, feel a certain way about our bodies. I mean, I guess I shouldn't speak for like you and Ashley, but I entered it to try and just come out a better person on the other end of it, right? Like, I saw, I had seen people talk about 70 high hard for so long and I never even knew what it was, like what the stipulations were for it. So when you explained to me, oh, well, you have to read, you have to drink water, you have to like spend time outside. I was like, those are all really beneficial things just to be a better person. And I think that's why we want to talk about this is because at the end of this, I'm not going to look at like the numbers on the scale or the measurements around my waist and be like, this was a win. But it's such a win because you're sleeping better. I'm connecting more like with my children in a way that makes me happier. Like I am drinking more water. Like it's, I just feel like it challenged me to be a better person truly, which is so weird. No, I completely agree. Like I, I think that is why people really like 75 hard is because it is not just about working out. I mean, it is. It, there's a ton of workout and diet components, but it's also not about sticking to a certain workout or a certain diet. Like mm-hmm. you get to pick that. And I like really love that piece of 75 hard is that like it, you can make it your own. So like we're doing this challenge, all three of us together. And I guarantee our workouts, our diets, they look nothing alike. Right. And that's, what's really cool about it. We can do it together while still putting like our own unique creative spin on it. Yeah. We love some good autonomy or some autonomy girlies. So tell me about your workouts. Okay. First, I want to tell you guys that this red wine is good, but I still like the Traveler's Red better. I'm curious to hear what you think of the Traveler's Red. Is it too sweet for you? I hate it. No, I'm just you kidding. You do? I just don't like oh. red wine. Like, what? I just oh, don't like red I know wine. Like, I mean, it's fine. I'm drinking. I'm probably like, I'm probably at least a half a glass deep. Like, it's not, I don't, I just am not like, I'm never going to open a bottle. Well, maybe one day, but right now in my current state, I don't open a bottle of red and be like, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm going to bring you the can- rest of it to my mom's house for Christmas tonight. Like, hey, here's my leftover wine. You can tell, though, going back to like what Enchantment stands on, which is no additives to their wine. You can tell you're drinking good wine when you drink them. Like, I'm not a wine connoisseur by any means, but I can tell that like I'm drinking a good glass of wine. I wish I would have had Luke try this because he loves a dry. And I so he would be able to give like a really good comparison to other dries he's had like he would I should maybe I'll share to my stories what he thinks of this when we finish it at dinner or whatever because I am curious to know what he thinks about this this sham, the way you started that sentence was I should have had Luke try some and I was like are you planning on finishing the whole <laughs> bottle during this episode <laughs> but you just meant so that he could give feedback during yes. the episode 
I realize that now, but I was like, wow, Natalie's going to just really like chug some glasses here. Uh, yes. Buckle up folks. Okay. My workout. So like Tara said, you have to do two 20 minute workouts. One of them has to be outside. First one was easy for me. We have a Peloton. I think there's supposed to be 45 minute workouts, but we did 20 minutes. Oh, we decided that okay. was more reasonable. That's hilarious. <laughs> You never told me that. You just relayed the 20 minutes. So you fully made that decision on your own. I don't hate you for it. Okay, maybe I did. But that's hilarious that you just fed it to me that it's a 20-minute workout. And that's that's how 75 Hard is. Obviously, no one fact-checked me. No. uh -uh. So Peloton has a 20-minute option ride and a 30-minute option ride. And I do either one of those for my morning workout. And the one thing I want to say about this is, again, just lesson learned that I didn't I think I needed, but didn't realize it. I have always rode under the instructor Cody for the longest time. I just loved him. He's who I went to. I just looked for Cody, went to one of his workouts, but because I'm sticking to this, like, I mean, I obviously could do longer workouts, but because we're doing 75 hard and I have to do it every single day, I've been running out of Cody's 20 to 30 minute ones. And so I've been forced to kind of ride under other people. And I found this new girl I absolutely love. And it just reminds me so much. I don't know why, but whenever I am riding with an instructor, they remind me to just be yourself. And I know that's so weird, but every instructor on Peloton is so different Natalie's from each other. Just getting life advice from I, the Peloton instructor. I know. They're so vastly different. Like Luke loves this one guy on there that rides to country music. And I would never in my wildest ride to him and his music. It's just not my vibe for a workout. But I love Cody and I love this new girl I found. And it's just a reminder that Peloton didn't find a mold and they say, okay, we're looking for 15 instructors that are X, Y, and Z. And it's across the board and they're fitting all of their instructors into a box. They were like, who are the unique people that will draw in this type of person? Who is the, per the instructor that will draw up this type of person? And they found such a unique meld and it just reminds me that you're going to be for people or you're not going to be. And if you try and show up in life, you know, for everyone, it just doesn't work the way it does when you show up your, like yourself. And I don't know why, but Peloton instructors remind me of that every single time I ride on them. And I kind of forgot about it because I rode so long under Cody. But finding this new Hannah, I'm just like, you guys just show up as yourself in the world. It's much better. Like you'll attract your kind. You'll attract your vibe. What what kind of music? What what vibe is Hannah? Oh, she's hilarious. She's our age. She's a millennial. And she, I would never looking at her guess this, but she will bust out pop gangster rap rides that I'm like only a millennial. This is like a millennial thing. You know, we have Ludacris. She had um, Missy Elliott the other night. I was like, this is just such a throwback. And she'll make the like stinky faces. And I'm like, this is just such a millennial thing. Like no other woman from any other generation can relate to the fact that some of these rap songs come on. We like them as respectable, knowledgeable, smart, intelligent women. We're still drawn to that rap song. And we will just like make the stankiest face while singing to it. And it's just a millennial thing. I have to tell you the funniest story. So I was at a Christmas party with all women um, a couple weeks ago, right before NFR. And we were all millennials, but there was one girl who was like 25. So not millennial. And we played this game where you had to sing the first three words of a Christmas song and then people had to guess what Christmas song it was. 
I forget what the Christmas song was. I forget what the first three words were, but they were the same first three words in a ludicrous song. And every millennial, <laughs> literally no one guessed the Christmas song. And everyone started singing this like dirty rap ludicrous song. And the girl that was 25 literally looked at us like we had lost our ever loving minds. <laughs> she didn't know who Ludacris was. She like couldn't name, like didn't know what he's saying, nothing. And we all were like, oh my gosh, poor girl. I think we like kind of shamed her. She left and she was like, I've never been too young for a party before. And we were like, this one you were. But it was so funny because no one knew the Christmas song. Every person knew the ludicrous song. I mean, it's a common tie between millennial women that I don't think we're aware of. It's like girl dinners. You don't realize everyone's doing it until you see that everyone's doing it. If that went viral on social media about millennial women and the rap songs we like, we would see how much we have in common. It's a common thread. Wait, I, I, I can't. No, you know that is kind of going viral right now, though, right? No. So there's like a whole viral thing that's like, so you're not a T-Swifty fan? And the girls are like, no. And then it like plays like a ludicrous song. And it's like, I grew up listening to this. And I, it's like going totally viral. And it's, I, you take a Taylor Swift song and then you like mash it up with like, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan because I grew up listening to. And then it, it is some, yes, skanky, dirty rap song instead. That we will never relate to more in our lives than that song. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to share it to discover stories when I see it next time. Okay, what's your first workout? Okay, so I've been really struggling with the workout, actually. That's where I've had a hard time. So I had my ear deal and I was not allowed to shower for a week. And I was not allowed to do anything that caused me to sweat. I don't know if anyone, if you've hung out with me for five minutes, like I sweat more than any person that's ever <laughs> lived. You, you guys, Tara is not lying. It's insane. I'm actually. sweating <laughs> right now. Like I am so sweaty. It's unbelievable. Sometimes so I'll was, look, sometimes I'll look over at your upper lip and I'll be like, what? Oh my gosh. What's going on? Like if you think that we're going to run out of water, we won't. I'll just like harvest water from my upper lip at all like points in time. The Amazon rainforest is happening on Tara's lip right now. Daniel gives me so much crap about it, but it's so annoying because he was re he is really good friends with my brother and my older brother sweats unbelievable. And every time Dan makes a comment, I'm like, you knew this when you started <laughs> dating me that this is who I am. I'm a sweaty person. So... I will say, though, I feel like that is where I would have been like, never mind. I give up. I'm not doing this stupid workout. I'm not doing this stupid diet. I'm not doing whatever. 75 hard anymore. But instead, I've been like, you know what? I could go for a walk. Like, I can go for a walk instead of doing nothing at all today. That's one point on our checklist better than no points. So I have been walking, whether I be outside or on my elliptical. I've struggled with the outside thing, which is no surprise. I know you're like the outside girly and I'm like, I'll just live inside in climate control. Um, and then I found a new workout that I love. It's called Fit with Coco. It's so cute. She calls all of us at like her like followers coconuts, which I think is hysterical. And um, it is a Pilates strength training like combination. So you'll be doing Pilates, but you'll have like heavy weights. And I've been trying to do more weight lifting and like adding more strength training, but I love a good yoga, a good Pilates. And so I am obsessed with the combination. So those have been the two that I've been doing. And it has really sparked me. Like I swear I had not worked out or been to the gym or anything this whole semester with homeschooling. And now I have been at least trying to do something every single day. I agree. I love that 75 hard instills the mentality that even at the simplest thing you're doing still works going for a walk because that's the second workout that I'm, you know, quote unquote workout that I'm doing is when Jax gets home from school every day, 3.30, 3.45. 
we walk from our house to our mailbox. Our mailbox is quite a ways up the road because we live off of, we live quite a ways off of the the main road. And so it ends up being about a 10 minute walk up, 10 minute walk back. It's like actually kind of perfect. And it's such a simple thing. Again, like you said, I can go for a walk. I can get outside. I love that on days that I've been inside, like working or cooking or doing whatever it is, it forces me back outside for just, you know, even 20 minutes. But the thing I'll say, again, just extrapolating how much this 75 harvest has impacted me as a person. As I'm walking up to the mailbox with Jackson Rue, sometimes Rue will take along. I started talking to Jax like it was like a friend on a walk, like he was an adult because you can't just walk in silence for 20 minutes with a kid, you know? And at first, like, I remember our first couple of walks, I was like, okay, what, <laughs> what do we talk about? Which is kind of like weird to think about, you know? But I remember in my head, like, I literally was like, if I was walking with Tara or Luke or something, like, I would talk about the the cow over there. Like, I don't remember the exact situation. And I was like, I'm just going to talk about that to Jax. And so I did. And sometimes he won't respond to what I'm saying because it is more of like an adult conversation. But I actually think he's like kind of getting like conversational skills out of our walk together, which I've never thought about before about how you talk to your kid in that manner. Like even if it's above their head, I think they're learning from it. And it's been so fun to just, when he gets home, talk about his day in a very one-on-one connective way. And I won't trade these 20 minute walks for anything. Like I am forever grateful that 75 hard gave me the idea to spend 20 minutes to walk to the mailbox with Jax because now we get to talk about what happened at school. Good things, bad things. Like it just gave us this space that I don't think I ever would have carved out before. Oh, I'm so glad you guys have that time together. I feel like it's so important. Like Jax is the middle kid too. Like I don't know just and not just middle kids, but all kids like having that individual one-on-one time with them is like second to none. Like you just get to know them so much better. Like you are who you are with your siblings, but then you are who you are individually too by yourself. That is something I actually recognized pretty early on because my kids are so spread out that I realized like with Tad being older and bringing new kids into it, I was like, I have to be really intentional. I think it started with Tad where I was like, I have to be really intentional, make sure I'm still spending one-on-one time with him. And then I realized, like you said, how important it is to have that one-on-one time. Like we've actually taken more trips. This is kind of weird individually with our children and done individual things with them than we have as a whole family. And I think it has been so much more beneficial because they are so spread out. It's like, we can't find something that is good for Rue is good for Jax and is good for Tad altogether. And so if we tried to do that, I feel like it would be the family trip from hell. Like Tad would either be miserable doing little kid things or the little kids would be miserable because we're trying to do something with Tad. And so I think we were just forced into this kind of well, we'll just do a one-on-one then. We'll go one-on-one with Tad and create this memory and we'll do this with Jax and Rue. And I honestly love that that's what we're doing. Like we haven't taken a family trip in a really long time, but we've taken a lot of one-on-one trips and I don't think I would change that either. Yeah, I mean, in February, we did Disneyland with just Jax. Mm-hmm. Or like you did. I mean, I had Guinevere and Annalise because they're you know only three years apart. And um, But yeah, it was just Jax. And Tad was originally supposed to come on that trip. And then you were like, He's not coming. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to come to Disneyland with all of us. Like it's just and it, it was it was like you're right. It's a Jack's trip and Rue was too young. Like he wouldn't have appreciated going. He wouldn't have been able to go on half the rides. Like it just made sense for it to be like a Jack's trip. Yes, it's a little unconventional to recommend traveling not as a family, I guess, but I think this falls into the idea that sometimes we can get caught up in seeing the way other people are doing it or the way we should do it and you have to just like I guess be reminded what works for you and your family and then stay true to that. 
All right. Should we move into the diet portion? Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one for diet. I chose to do the carnivore diet kind of, um, as much as I can. Like I've also been like kind of practical that I have like kids and I make meals for my family. And there is like times like it doesn't always totally happen. I also have acknowledged that I love sweets and I've had some sweets, but I would say I have been on my days that I am checking my boxes, like completing my diet. I would say I am 90% carnivore, full animal protein. I know. I remember we were in Vegas and I got this salad and I was like, oh, it's, it was honestly probably the best salad I've ever had in my entire life. I was like, do you want a bite? And you were like, I don't do greens. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you said, but that was the aura you were giving off. Yeah. I was like, I haven't touched a vegetable in 75 uh, days. You? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I am not doing the carnivore, although, I mean, you and I have both talked a lot about like our belief in animal protein and how important protein is. So um, I would say that we eat a pretty substantial amount of meat, but I'm doing no sugar because you know me, I just, I have the world's worst sweet tooth and I get it from my dad and my dad got it from my grandpa and it is genetic. I pass it on to my kids and no one tell me that that's not a real thing. I don't want to hear it. I would like to live in denial that this is not a choice I'm making, but it is my genes telling me that I'm craving sugar. And I just... I have a sugar problem. I eat a lot of sugar and I've gotten like substantially better throughout this year. Cause I just really wanted to fix that habit about myself. Um, so I will say that I didn't go into 75 hard eating the amount of like sugar and sweets and treats that I normally do. Cause I just been working on it before, but I will say I am at the best place I've ever been with sweets and desserts I think in my entire life, which is kind of crazy. Like I'm, I'm really proud of myself. I mean, I'm terrible about sweets as you know, too. I also got it from my father. So I completely am on that same bandwagon. And I don't know. I feel like some people don't get it. My sister, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I'm craving sweets so bad. And she'll be like, just like put out a bowl of blueberries and you just like eat. I'm like, no, 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 girlfriend. <laughs> blueberries <laughs> no, is no, no. not going to work for me. <laughs> like we have different ideas. Put out a bowl of M&Ms and that would survive my sweet tooth, but a bowl of blueberries isn't going to touch like what I want. And so I do think people have, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not basing this off of scientific research, but I think some people really like sugar more than others. Uh, and so I feel you, you've been doing so good. I fully acknowledge that that is my, that's probably my number one downfall on the carnivore diet is sweets. For sure. Well, that's my number one downfall in diet in general. Like Luke and I don't eat a lot of carbs. We don't eat a lot of like pasta, like our house. I was, the reason I didn't stick with making sourdough is I would make a loaf of bread and we wouldn't eat it. Like it would, it would mold. And I just got tired of spending all the time to make something to mold. And then I was buying sourdough from someone in the community and the same thing happened. Like 90% of the time we wouldn't finish a loaf in time. And so like going big picture of like just trying to eat healthy, like not trying to stick to a diet, just like trying to live a healthy lifestyle. I don't have issues with like not getting enough protein or eating too much of like the carbs. It's like, I have a problem with the sweets. I've always known that is my issue. And so again, I just love that 75 hard has like helped me in a flexible way. Like some days I do cave and I have, I'm like, okay, today's going to be one of the days. And I don't like indulge in it crazy anymore. Cause I, like I said, I've just gotten to such a better place. But I just love that, I don't know, it's challenged me to like, you know, think about, I guess, like 
that point? And is that like treat worth it when it comes to, to like to the end of the day, the point ranking system, I guess. Yeah. For me, the animal protein, it is crazy how full I am when I eat like animal protein. Like the other night I was like pretty hungry and my brother actually, his Knights of Columbus group smoked um, ham and that was like their uh, fundraiser. So we bought a ham and I literally just like carved off a chunk of ham and just like ate that. And I was so full and I actually went into dinner being like, oh, I'm going to have something sweet afterwards. And I don't think I had anything because I was so full from eating so much animal protein. And in Vegas, the same thing. Like we went to a really fancy um, seafood restaurant and there were like mac and cheese and potatoes. And I don't think I put, I had a couple bites of dance off of his because he was like, you have to try it. It's really good. But when we sat down, I ate a ton of crab and a little bit of dance filet and like just a ton of meat. And I was like, honestly, it's not even like really doing anything for me because I'm so full. And like the crab I had was so good. And like everything I had was amazing and so satiating that I'm not like dying for like that scoop of mac and cheese. Well, and I owe that to you because we started doing eggs and uh, uh, like meat for breakfast, I don't know, a couple of months ago, Luke and I did. And it was because you talked about trying to get 20 to 30 grams at every single meal of protein. And I feel like that has actually been the number one game changer. I think that was the original reason when I was able to cut back on sweets is because I didn't crave like a morning sweet or an afternoon sweet or anything. It's like because I was so full from having eggs and sausage or whatever it was that morning. Like it really is such a game changer. It's crazy. If you eat 30 grams of protein, animal protein, it is hard to be hungry for something else. Like when I sit down in the morning and lunch and do that, it is like there's just like not a lot of room for other things, which and obviously like th- that changes depending on your size, right? Then they say like one ounce or one gram of protein per like pound you weigh or something. Um, but that's been my goal is like 30 grams per meal. So I've really enjoyed it. When I do the carnivore diet good, I feel so good. My di- digestion feels so good. So like I actually feel like I'm a person that like I don't think I do very well on vegetables. I have been incorporating more fruit though lately. I know. <laughs> You've told me that so many times. <laughs> I like know it sounds crazy, but like the one food that made me sick while I was pregnant was salads. I would throw up if I had a salad. Yeah. But I have been adding more fruit back in and I will say I had a ton of blueberries yesterday and I was like, oh, okay, I did miss like some fruit. So I think I'm going to keep the fruit to stay. And sometimes there is, listen, not every night is like eating crab at Mastro's for a carnivore. Sometimes I'm eating, you know, maybe not like maybe I'm having eggs for the 20th time this week. And so a little variety in the diet with some fruit um, is kind of nice that it, it just like changes it up. Okay. Should we dive into the alcohol portion of it? Yeah, sure. I feel like that's the last piece of it. I think so. I think we've covered everything else. So I think that was actually a big piece of it for me wanting to start is like I said, I just rolled off of summer into so many vacations and I just was like, I am drinking more than I want to be drinking in a week. And so that was a big piece of this. And I I don't know, for me, alcohol, like it like snowballs, like it feels like all if I'm, I'm drinking, then I'm drinking more. And like, it's like, I don't know, it builds on itself. And so I was like, I just want like a clean slate of minimal alcohol and like kickstart my year with that. And so that was actually a huge piece for me. And that's not to say we haven't drank. We obviously drank at NFR. This is less of an issue for you than it is for me. And we are drinking (laughs) wine right now. We're going to lose a point, which I'm going to my mom's house. I'm kind of like, yay, I checked two days. Like if we had broken this into two days, I would have been totally screwed. Um, But no, I'm, I'm allowing myself some, but it's definitely like a huge cutback for me. 
Yeah, I will say this is the easiest point for me to win every single every day. day. Natalie wins the no every day. <laughs> no alcohol portion. I mean, I listen, I it's not that I don't enjoy alcohol or I don't drink it. I think sometimes um a lot of people will assume I like never drink at all. Um and I do. I definitely will drink. It's just very very rare. Like I don't think I'm an occasion drinker, I think. So if we are like at NFR, we're at an event or it's a party or like a thing, I will drink. But to just sit down at night and like have a glass of wine or some sort of drink with dinner or the idea of using or needing, you know, like a drink to wind down from my day, I just do not relate to that at all in in, in any form at all. And so like drinking every day just isn't a thing for me. I don't know. I just really don't drink very much. You actually remind me of my mom with drinking. I think you like the idea of it when you're an occasion drinker. Like I have had this experience with both of you. Like we'll be at a restaurant and you guys will order like some kind of drink that you're like, oh, it sounds so good. And it sits on the table like 90% of the night. And I'm like, are you going to finish that? Do you want me to finish it? Like, I don't understand what's happening to that drink. And like, you guys are completely unaware. You're like, no, I just like, I had a few sips. It was so good. Like, I loved uh-huh. it. And I'm like, it's 90% full. And you will literally get up from the table and like walk away. And I'm like, I can't let that go to waste. And then I chug some drink I don't even like because it like makes me so uncomfortable to leave it behind. I very rarely finish a drink, an alcoholic drink, if I order it. Rarely. So rarely. I know. Rarely. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I know I we Daniel and I gave up both of us gave up alcohol for Lent and I kind of think we probably will do that again. I actually really liked doing it together. I feel like it like kind of bonded us like a few times we had to go to weddings or things like we were just both then sober together. And I don't know. It just was like we had some really good like conversations and I don't know. I just enjoyed that. So I think we'll do that again. Um, but I've enjoyed doing this with you guys um, right now. So. Luke would never give up alcohol. <laughs> He'd be like, I love that for you. And you have fun with that. Like if I was like you, we should do this for Lent together. He'd be like, absolutely not. Daniel did never. set parameters at Lent. He was like, well, we are going into town that weekend. And I'm going to, he's like, I'll do it every day for Lent. But that weekend we're going to town. But those ones. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So kind of to sum it up, I feel like we've been like rambling. Oh, you guys, these personal episodes when we're drinking just get long. I'm sorry. But to sum it up, I think what I have really, really loved is the the not all or nothing, which I understand is not the point of 75 hard, but that has been so valuable to me to like, like I said, with the ear, I would have absolutely given up when I had my ear procedure. I feel like I would have given up when we went to NFR. There's a million times I would have given up. And instead I have been like, no, like, something is better than nothing. And the point system has helped that too. Like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can't get eight points, but what if I got four points? And like, I get on, I look at your guys' points and I'm like, oh my gosh, Natalie only had three points yesterday. Like, I can do this. Whereas I would have been like, never mind, I'm not doing anything today. Like, I'm not going to do it at all because I didn't do all of it. And instead, like, getting half the points is better than getting none of the points. So I have two big takeaways. And one of them is that exact thing that for everyone heading into the new year, who's wanting to make it changes, whether it's personally and professionally or whatever that looks like for you. I mean, we all know that's a thing, right? 2024 rolls around, January 1st rolls around, and we're going to commit to this, do this, be better about this. Don't put so much pressure and stress on yourself to make it 100% change in one day or one month or one week or whatever that looks like. Because I, if anything 
that I've been taught through this challenge, it is that the grace is needed to make a habit. And in the long run, a changed habit is going to be better than like, I mean, even if let's say we had stuck to 75 hard for 75 days, but it was like such a problem. You're not going to stick with that when it ends. You're going to be like, oh, thank God it's over. I'm going to go back to my ways or whatever. So I think that slow diligence grind of just formulating a new habit that doesn't have to be, it just doesn't have to be so hard. And I think society sometimes makes that like it's so extreme. If you want to make changes, go hard, go big. And it just doesn't have to be that way. And then the second thing you kind of touched on it, like if you are going to try and make a change for the new year, find a friend, a family member, someone to do it with. Because I think the reason we're one enjoying this so much, like it's been fun actually. And I don't think a lot of people would say like 75 or hard was fun. Like they're probably like, are you delusional? But it has been fun. It's been fun to do this. And I think community does that no matter what it is in life. I think if you have someone else that's going through it with you, that is a loved one, is a friend, is someone that is close to you, it just makes it that much better. So if you could find a group of girlfriends or a group of friends to make this change, you know, sisters, brothers, whatever, parents, whatever that looks like for you in the new year, maybe do a group thing. Maybe don't try and do a solo thing. Like maybe try and find that community portion because I do think it has been so drastically different doing this with you and Ashley than it would be trying to do it alone. 100%. Totally agree. All right. So that kind of sums it up. Uh, Do we want to do our rapid fire questions and bring on Matt? Yeah. Yep. Let's bring on our rapid fire questions. Maddie, jump on in. Shoot those questions off. The anticipation for these is something. It's another level. I always feel so much pressure to like find the best ones. (laughs) Well, don't. (laughs) Okay. My first one is going to be... Do you have your own Netflix account or do you use somebody else's? (laughs) That is hilarious. That is a good one. So I stole Netflix until just recently with the IP update because I was on a different IP address than the person I obviously was like bumming it off of. And so this, I think I'm two months into my own Netflix account. I do think this says so much about a person. When I, before I married Luke, when I was back living in Montana in Bozeman, I hijacked off my oldest sister. So I definitely hijacked Ben. And then when we moved, I finally bought a Netflix here in Nebraska. So I've been a proud owner that dishes it out for other people for what, seven years now? I don't even have Disney Plus. I don't have anything. I steal as much as I can from other people. (laughs) I literally know girls who use their like ex-boyfriend's Netflix accounts. <laughs> That's like the ultimate new like ex-dig. You're like, I know all your passwords. That's funny. Okay. What is not a big deal to most people, but it tortures you? For me, it would definitely be driving. <laughs> For sure, driving. Every other person in the United States probably drives themselves. 70 to 80% of the time. I hate it. I hate driving. I can't believe our friendship survived me letting you drive for three days in Montana. (laughs) I can't believe I drove three days in Montana. (laughs) I can't believe it either. I was, that trip was not okay for me. (laughs) Maybe mine is letting people who can't drive drive and I let you drive for three days. (sighs) That's all I got for that one. Next one. Last is this our last one? T- 
sorry you didn't answer the question. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. Feel like, she said I feel letting like me too, drive. Oh. I feel like I'm too much of a people pleaser that like I'm like okay with whatever. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Um, can I ask four or do I just have to ask three? You could do four. You could ask four. Okay. Would you rather travel the past or the present or the future? Oh, future. past. <gasps> that's oh. crazy I don't want to go into the future I don't know what's there yeah but I don't we already know what happened in the past I don't know I'm not surprised you said past at all though I know you know I want to go back to like the 1800s you're a psychopath but yes I know that about <laughs> you. and I love that for you <laughs> Okay, and then my last one is, what is the best non-curse word insult you can give someone? You cotton-headed ninny muggins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe that's what you just said. <laughs> Tis the season. I feel like, um, for some reason, my mind goes to the like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> it's not like a curse word, but it's like so freaking annoying. Like you're just like, get away from me. Oh my God. Okay, and I were driving the other day and we were in the turning lane and somebody, um, the, the green light came on to go left and they wouldn't move. So Kent honked his horn. And instead of like sticking their finger out and flipping us off, they just stuck their finger out and like, gave us the finger like a mom finger like wait and hold on and I was like that hurt way more than getting <laughs> you just like could picture your mom or grandma being like like give me a second yeah. okay mm-hmm. calm down yeah that that was a mom in charge in there nothing I will say nothing gives me anxiety though as people like honking at me on the road and things like that I just I don't like to be on the road <laughs> clearly yeah you're a really bad driver I pride myself in being a really good driver and I can't drive like I don't I don't know what came over me in Montana I think I was just like we're in Montana this is Natalie's home stay it's her dad's truck like let the woman drive and I <laughs> made the wrong decision that's great. Those are good many. I love those. Um, okay. Well, that is all we have today, you guys, for our personal episode. Um, we wish you a very happy new year. If you guys are trying a challenge, you want to try what we did, this 75 moderate, um, tag us. We would love to be a part of your guys' journey. There's nothing more we love than connecting with you guys outside of the podcasting space. So um, make sure you take us if you're going to try something for the new year. And we will see you guys on Thursday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.